recorded live from the Engine Room in Broad Ripple, this is the Voices of Indie live stream hosted by Josh Gillespie. Voices of Indie is a show dedicated to giving you the opportunity to know the musical, visual, and theatrical arts of Indianapolis, Indiana. This week's guest is drummer, solo drummer, Jeff Winchester, and his bassist, hey, you thought I was being joking about, he's not just solo, he's got a bassist with him, his <laughs> bassist, Bill Gregory. Thank you guys for yeah. being a part of the show. I really Thank do you. appreciate you coming out for this. This yeah. is... So... You guys come from different parts of the state, but you've been playing together for almost 20 years now. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. we started back, uh, man, I didn't date us, but uh, we actually have a moment where it brought us together. It was uh, September 11th mm -hmm. when everything happened. Uh, I had just moved back from West Hollywood, California at my attempt to go to Musicians Institute. Oh, my. Oh. Which California is super expensive. So I, I yeah. lasted very, very minimal time before my parents were like, hey, we're done funding this. Come on home. <laughs> and yeah. I said, sure, that sounds great. Um, so I had rolled back in town and then I ran into a, a, a Denny's mm -hmm. having, you know, next to nothing. Um, I was at a Denny's and there was one of the guys that I knew from Indiana State University yeah. where I, mm -hmm. I, I attended there. And he was like, oh, my God, you're back in town. Like, we should totally hook up and play. And I was like, well, that sounds good. So... I ended up going there jamming and then Bill was there and I was like, well, who is this guy? And he had, believe it or not, he actually had like longer hair and like this. He black, had hair. He had yeah. hair. I, I had hair then. Yeah. It, it was still receding, but I had hair. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was awesome. And uh, he had like this black leather trench coat that yeah. you used to wear. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I don't know. There's something about this guy that I just, I can vibe off of. And he's playing bass and everything. And we did this like two times mm -hmm. and then bam we had a rehearsal that night and september 11th happened and that was like it just it shook me as it did a lot of people obviously yeah um mm -hmm. it shook him and then we were sitting out at 2808 washington that was the that was that was that that was the spot mm -hmm. and um we just started talking and just it just vibed and it gelled and we've never gotten rid of each other since um mm -hmm. That's about accurate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was it was just one of those because of the nature of that day. It mm -hmm. was kind of a faith based conversation. That yeah, just kind of you know uh, got us closer and it was like, hey, yeah, this guy gets it and blah blah blah. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's was, so cool. Yeah. It was fun and like the more the more we played, there's like there was this chemistry, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, this guy like he doesn't just play like he plays the bass like a guitar and i don't mean just obviously the bass guitar but well, yeah, yeah, the but... way that he played it mm -hmm. i was like that's rad like that's really cool that's some cool stuff mm -hmm. and we just started i moved in and then he shortly moved in afterwards mm -hmm. and then that's when it like yeah i was going to indiana state and then same kind of deal the the grades weren't there and and so i ended up uh because of the the band that was forming i ended up just staying in town and uh it was me you and the guitar player and uh yeah it was fun yeah that is so cool With a lot of writing sessions and yeah. we in the dark in candlelight just jamming yeah I mean, isn't was, that how it's supposed to work yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we would set moves yeah. we hear denny's quite yeah. a bit like we yeah so i don't know if i'll say this or not but we went again back to a Denny's because you know we we were broke. That's just sure. No, yeah. you know I can go get a dollar ninety nine season fry and some ranch and a water and like call it a day. <laughs> um, felt great, but we had like enough money for like this case of cheap beer, and I was like, dude, I have this idea, and he's like, yeah. okay, and so we're like tapping stuff out because like cause we we grew up on the finest way of like writing music, like okay, cheap book, okay, I'll write on this. Like that was that was yeah. how we did it. We'll get into the phone writing later, but um, 
yeah, we I bought like this case of beer and we went back and I'm like tapping this out in like his I don't know what like Mercury Sable. Mercury that, Sable. That was a, that that was a beast, was. man. Yeah. That car. That's a legendary car. Um and I was like, you know, talking to the pocket of the cha cha cha. And I'm like, here's the bass on bong gong. And he's like, okay, I got that. So next thing you know, we like went back, put it down, never even drank the beer. We just we just tapped out the rhythms on it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, chucking the chuck the chuck chuck it. And he's like, don't do it again, good chicka, don't get it again. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, and we just bang, we started writing out tunes and it was just, wow. that was how we wrote was just ideas, yeah. concepts. And then we would jam mm-hmm. on stuff for like 20, 25 minutes. And then I was like seedlings. And that became a song. Rest of the band guys come over and they're like, what well, dude, you guys got to check this out. Like, this is incredible. We're going to blow your minds. And they're like, I mean, actually, that is pretty cool. We're like, right? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We, look what we did. Look what we have created. Which is which is amazing because anytime the drummer comes to the band and says, hey, guys, I got a song. Right. You know, like, that's uh, usually the final words of the drummer in the band. Yeah. They're like, why don't you just sit in the corner and boom chick? All right. You know, boom yeah. chick, boom chick, boom chick. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you just do that for me? So, oh, that's funny. Yeah. So you guys seem to have gelled right away. Have you always been doing instrumentals or did you do other kinds of music as well we um well in that band it was called disposed um we actually had a vocalist and a guitar player so it was the full thing Mm -hmm. and then we were also in uh, a band called verge on dirty that had a vocalist um and then we were in nona with brent orndorff Mm -hmm. yeah yeah jb soul Soul, baby yeah and uh ended up uh doing some stuff with him and he sang and so it wasn't always instrumental but him and i a lot of times even in those bands would write instrumental and then bring it to other people and have them do stuff on top of it Mm -hmm. we used to have like we would play live shows and there would be like we're playing like all these tunes and like this guy needed a break. So it was like, okay, do a drum solo. I was like, well, that's fine, but yeah. All right. Well, you gotta get a little creative and, and thrifty on a drum. Solo. Sure. Yeah. 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 So one night I was like, Hey, I'm gonna do this solo. Why don't you just come in? Because he was supposed to do a solo and he was just like, I'm not comfortable like doing an entire solo like mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause I did, but then he came in. So mm-hmm. it was like, we would trade off. So, yeah, it so it was like, you want to start or I'll start this one and yep. you come in and I'll just, I'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And we just, so we started writing that way. It was like, okay, I'm going to do this over here and I'll play this and that'll be the cue and I'll just follow. I watch his hands a lot. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I like yeah. to pick up like cues on what he's doing. Um, so that was kind of how it was, but it was like, are we going to go slow? Are we going to go fast? Like mm-hmm. you set the tone on that one and next gig I'll, I'll set the tone on that. Yeah. So we started writing tunes that way. So, that is so cool. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's like you guys were meant to be to, you know, to work together as musicians. Mm-hmm. It's neat to see that kind of chemistry between in a rhythm section like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, between band members in general, but I mean, especially in a rhythm section like that to be that tight. And later you guys will see just how tight they really are. It's 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 pretty <laughs> incredible. Um thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome. Um so what has been, I, I'll ask this of all my guests, but I mean, what has been your inspirations kind of going forth? Well, Bill, let's start with you. Where have, where have, uh, well, what have been your ins- inspirations? It's, in, it's interesting because, um, uh, I was a, a big Kiss fan growing up, mm-hmm. so Gene Simmons definitely, yeah, and uh, um, but then anything from Dream Theater, um, uh, Alice Cooper, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I mentioned Dream Theater already. John Mayung, 
um, Getty Lee. Uh, a Good lot, choice. A I'm lot a huge of Rush the, fan. A lot of the things you'll see me do in, in the jams that we did, um, I actually am doing that move that, that yes i noticed that yeah and I that's specifically where I noticed that move. that's definitely where i got that from oh very Getty cool Lee. um and then uh flea mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah uh yes and then uh uh but then once i started getting into the more uh uh sound the distortion sound i would definitely say that uh anywhere from uh peter Steele of uh typo negative mm-hmm. and uh uh, of course, Lemmy from yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so those types of things, and you even mentioned uh, the bass player for uh, Rage Against the Machine, yeah, Tim Comerford and Audio Slave. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all all of that kind of mixed in together would probably be my influences. Uh, I'm uh, also really like um, uh, uh, John Paul Jones as well. Yes. So, so all of that. All that mixed together, yeah. I can I can hear a yeah. lot of that that mixture together. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to you, yeah, I need to tell them to stop texting me. <laughs> Zappa, that was another one. Too. Yeah, Zappa, definitely. <clears throat> I don't think I can name any of the the bass players in Zappa, but I definitely enjoy listening to some Frank Zappa. Sheik your booty. What a mm-hmm. <laughs> peaches on regalia. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember the first time I got a my first Kiss album was Dressed to Kill, and I was like, "This is awful." And I was so young, <laughs> and then my dad gave me Love Gun. And that I was like, one was the first one I had. Oh, this is good stuff. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I never got into Kiss. I yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I tried. Actually, I tried with the Unplugged album. Hold on. I, this is this is a good conversation to have. Yeah. But now yeah. let's. Uh, so let's. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. I tried and it just did not happen. Yeah, I know. There's there's people that that didn't. But one of the I like death. Yeah, Beth yeah. is a great tune. Yeah, Beth is a great, a great tune. tune. No, Beth is a great tune. One one of the things that I noticed uh, before I was had gotten into Kiss, I actually got into uh, Twisted Sister. Oh, seriously? Yeah, <laughs> and and this is when I'm like nine, ten. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but I was actually into Twisted Sister, and then my next door neighbor had. Um, he had Animal Eyes by Kiss, mm-hmm. and he had um, uh, Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. Oh, yeah. And so I got into both of those bands that mm-hmm. way. And uh, um, But what I later realized was basically Twisted Sister and Kiss were both that kind of club New York scene. Yes. Yes, so they were. That was kind of that drive that, that I – liked hearing as a kid was out of that new york scene you love that i remember my brother had uh we're not going to take it on vinyl yeah yeah that album covered scare me because i I was (laughs) stay hungry yeah Yeah. i was probably five or six is that the one where he's like yeah and he has that large bone bone (laughs) and i was just like what is going on and he's like this is great yeah you're like okay i say (laughs) anyway so, all right, let's get right back into it. I'll count us in, and then we'll move right into uh, your influences. Although, this would have been a fun conversation to have. Um, True. 
Yeah, it would have been. And maybe I'll try to work a way to sneak it in. Okay. <laughs> um, three, two, one. And Jeff, about yourself. So we hear about Bill's uh, in- inspirations. What about yeah. yours? I mean, there, there are so many drummers to choose from. But yeah. So okay. So I'm I'm a little different. Okay. Like, and, and, and everybody says that, but I really think I am different. Um, obviously, I mean, you can go down a list. You can bottom on like you can yeah. just start listening, listing people out. Um, huge Dream Theater fan, uh, which I got into in high school. Um, when I marched drum corps, that's when I really got into it because that was like CD trades. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was yeah. like a big deal. Right. Like uh-huh. you're on the bus and this guy was like, I've got damn the machine. I was like, I've never heard of them. I got Queensryche empire. He's like, Oh, it's great album. I don't have that. It's like, I'll trade you. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. ended up with different stuff. No cases. No, 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 no. But you know, ended up with and those that. discs ended up so scratched. Yeah. And I like, and then I got, that's how I got a, my, my change of seasons album from dream theater and Very I would cool. listen to it. I was like, I gotta learn how to play this. It was like a twenty-four minute epic. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. That's that was one of my favorite. So you're a big Portnoy guy. Big Portnoy guy. Yeah. Um. I'm a huge Tim Herb Alexander guy from Primus. Like yes, the original Primus. Um. So I love Primus. I love the Chili Peppers. Um. I absolutely have an infatuation with pop music. Like, oh really? It's crazy. Everyone's just like what i'm like dude i'm sorry i love madonna i love christina aguilera i love britney i love lady gaga i think lady gaga is a phenomenal musician writer arranger and the production that they put on if if you if you phenomenal if if you go at lady gaga completely objectively Mm -hmm. she is she's a musical genius yeah Yeah. she really is yeah like my they had an hbo special that that she did Mm -hmm. and i think my kids were like Maybe six and four. I think I was on the road when when I saw that. Oh, it was thing. fantastic. Because yeah. I'm just like, she's like, rub that glitter and grease around. And I'm just like, oh, snap. I didn't know. Like, I had no idea. And I was like, she's like, and Dan's like, I'm just like, like, dude, okay, let me. All right. Now you start to this. Yeah. Yeah. Then like, again, Christina Aguilera, like the stripped album is, oh, man, I love it. Like. There's just certain I, I got into pop music, but I was also an '80s kid. Like, yeah, I love oh, yeah. '80s music. Like, Toto's like back huge again. Like, oh, my, oh, you weren't cool to listen to, and I was like, dude, Toto's awesome. Like, the Rosanna sh- Shuffle, dude, Rosanna. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone talks wax poetic about Africa, but mm-hmm. can we talk about Rosanna for a yeah. second? Great, great mm-hmm. stuff. That is, and hold the line. Uh huh. Yeah. That's right. I mean, seriously, that is amazing music. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there was, I don't know, there was so much stuff. But I, I grew up on MTV when it was actually music. MTV. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. We were living in a little suburb called Algonquin, Illinois. Mm-hmm. We moved around a lot when I was a kid. Okay. Um, and we're in Algonquin, Illinois. And like, I was listening to like Guns N' Roses because there was like the top 20. Like, oh, sure. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, Appetite Poison. For destruction. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. They had like it was world premiere, and it was like I had this friend named Steve Schulke, and mm-hmm. he lived like way down the hill. And I was like, dude, I gotta be home by ten o'clock on this Friday because the world premiere of Paradise City is gonna happen. Oh, so yeah. like it dropped, and I mean, you were glued, and you were like, okay, let me find some VHS tape just so I could record it. So <laughs> yes, I, yes, gotta, you know, yeah, yeah. you just like record over anything. Karate Kid, don't need that one. Don't need, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta have, I gotta have my GNR. Yeah, you know, just that was how it was. But I just, I grew up on that stuff. Um, and that was kind of my biggest influences was that. And then, uh, my neighbor, when we moved to Terre Haute from Algonquin, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's funny. Cause like, it's all like full circle, like the way 
the world actually works. It's big world, small world. Mm-hmm. Um, my neighbor was a guy named Matt Bowen. And I got into drums because Matt played guitar, but he had this white Ludwig drum set, right? Ludwig rockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he had. And he's just like, okay, what we're going to do? And I'm like spending the night. I was in like Rat and Dockin' and Yo, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he had like three strings on this guitar. But he's like, I can play this poison <laughs> tune. And this was when like Hit Parader was there and Circus Magazine. And you had like uh-huh. a fan club. Like, oh, they yeah. They would list them. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we're going to record this on a cassette. And he's like, you play drums. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And I'm like, <laughs> click. Boom, you know, hit the cymbal and like yeah. falls over, you know. <laughs> Real, that was my impressive debut right there. And we recorded this cassette and we sent it to the fan club. But um, Matt got me into playing because mm-hmm. he's like, you'll be the drummer. I was like, yeah, I'm in fourth grade. I know what I'm doing. No <laughs> nice. formal lessons. Yeah. No. And I, I talked my parents into formal lessons and I started the, the, lesson, the lesson route, which is a small, small world. When I was saying that was because I met Matt. Matt knew Brent. Uh, oh, from what? JB Soul Blue News. Who, yeah, yeah. Um, so those two were friends, like childhood friends. Like we, yeah. didn't, we didn't know. Bill and I had been playing, and then we ended up going to a different band called Verge on Dirty, mm-hmm. and we had a show down at a place called Rhinos down in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. And Brent was the guy down there. Well, Brent knew the two people in Verge on Dirty, knew them. He met them over in New York. So that's wow. how. Yeah, and the whole time this we're is really all in the same small worldish. Yeah. So we met there. And then for some reason, Brent rode back in the, I had this, I called it the stakeout van. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's what we had for work at that point in time. Sure. And it was brown and like no air and it's no, no radio. Windows. Yeah. It was, oh man. Like you would expect like the antenna to be sitting up top going, boop, boop, boop. we got yeah, information yeah. Intel right here. <laughs> yeah. Like it was one of those vans. Like you didn't pull up to the gas station. People ran away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brent's like riding in the back. He's like, we should like get together and jam. Cause like I saw you guys play and we're like, okay. So we went to his parents. Oh, like place of business. That was mm-hmm. why he had like his studio at the time there. Yeah. So like, uh, heating and air. Yeah. So yeah. we were like talking and then that's how we got connected with Brent was because of those people there no down way. in Verge on Dirty. And then I had the Matt connection and then Bill was there. So we're like, this is just a small world because we never would have met Brent if it weren't for these two. And he and I were like, well, what are we going to do? Because we're bandless right now. Yeah. So... That was how kind of it well, shook and down. I was I was actually I don't know if you remember the band Dent. Um, uh, it was a local uh, band that played at the Emerson. Okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah, back in the nineties, and uh, I was actually playing with them at one point. Um, right around the time that we started playing with Brent, I believe. And, yeah, uh, yeah. See, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I've heard of you guys simply yeah. because I was listening to the radio all the time in high school, mm-hmm. and X103 always had advertisements for yeah. the Emerson, yeah. and I guarantee you, yeah. I heard about your band then. Yeah. yeah. But that was- Just on those old radio ads. Yep. Oh, that, man, the old, the old Emerson days. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. People say, like, oh, I've been to the Emerson. It's like, you don't- you, you haven't truly been to the Emerson. You so you can walk. You, <laughs> you know. know. You're like, oh, you're greeted with that nice fermented smell of nicotine and urine. Like, you would walk in and just bam. Yeah, seven dollars here. Okay, cool. Like, you would just take that. But yeah, I love the I love the Emerson. It's just, yeah, it's a fun place to play. And like, if you're on the outskirts of not Indianapolis. Uh-huh. That was one of the bigger venues. You're like, you know, it was. If you got to play at the Emerson, like that was a big deal. Yeah. Now it recently got bought. Yeah. I don't know Did what they're it? doing with it now, but I, I, hope I, they, hear, I hope they keep it and do something with it. I I think they are, but. I don't know. I've I've kind of lost track of the news behind it, but I heard it did get bought. 
because huh. the the original people who had bought it like moved it, but basically just took the name and took it west. Yeah. Um, but they left the building behind, which I mean. Oh. Can't blame them for that. Oh, but no. uh, but at the same I, time, I didn't it was, even know about that. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, it's an iconic location. Yeah, for for Indy's local scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was perfect because they had like a bar that was right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like we would, the, I was playing a band called Resurface, and we mm-hmm. would rehearse there, um, which was great. And then you'd go around the corner and you 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 know have a beverage and you kind of come back. Um, but even like show days, like you'd go there and have a show and you're like, well, when do we go on? It's like 1030. It's like, what time got to be there? Four. Yeah, like, right. Oh, this is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> like this has bad. And then, like my wife, like she, we were dating at the time. And mm-hmm. You'd go around the corner and she's just like, dollar beverages. This is fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, but go ahead and have a good time. Yeah. Like one thing like about Bill and I, like a lot of us like we don't we don't use any substance like before yeah. like before we're gonna play mm-hmm. like i might have a beverage from time to time but sure we're if, if it's this is like business to us like yeah we take mm-hmm. it very seriously like, not to this like point of, like it's got to be this way and i didn't write that note for you and like not that level no serious. i i hear what you're saying yeah but, but if if we're gonna do something that's like we want to make sure mentally it's all clear mm-hmm. and we're capturing the moment of of what we're trying to create so that's a that's i don't know we've always kind of been that way yeah we played a gig in clinton last year yeah and there was a festival that they had up there yeah yeah and they had uh um uh, a beer tent or beer garden or whatever and uh uh they were asking hey do you guys want drinks and we were just like no water no water that'd be great and they were they couldn't believe it they were like yeah yeah wow yeah the geezers need some water over there (laughs) (laughs) yeah but then you guys get on stage and you wail yeah, that was that was fun. Like, we found out so that particular show, yeah. um, it, we're coming out of pandemic. Like that, like they, yeah. that was their first festival back that they mm-hmm. had. Um, and Brent was gonna he was gonna play with us, and we'd already done a rehearsal. And then he got a hold and was just like, "Hey guys," and it was like two hours before we're getting ready to load up. Mm-hmm. He's just like, "I'm sick. I'm trying to be precautionary." He's just like, "I don't think it's this, but it could be." And yeah, I just, no. we're like, "Dude, we'll figure it out." So. He gets there and the place for rehearsal. I was like, dude, we're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> I just told him, I was like, don't worry about it. Like, what are we supposed to do? And that like, was a confidence builder gig because uh, it showed that we could do, you know, what we, you know, do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just the and two of us. So. Like the guy opened, like went on, he opened, there's another group. Um, but it was like all like acoustic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, this is guy they're going to go one way or it's going to go the complete opposite because they're all like, oh, they kind of like the country stuff and like yeah. they like the cover stuff and mm-hmm. we're doing none of that. Um, we got up there. We're like, all right, here we go. And we just went and like just from the downbeat, people were just like, I'm, what is that? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's this. Okay. I think they're clapping. I don't know if they're not. This lady's really mad because she's by my China and she won't move, but that's on you. <laughs> I'm just like, shut up. God. She's just like, it's so loud. I'm like, there's seats everywhere. Like, you sat there. Don't look at me like that, girl. Um, but yeah, then we started and then we did an improv jam uh-huh. and people were like, what was the name of that third tune you played? We're like, 
we don't even we have no idea we just made that up like yeah. we don't we, we had a roadmap not only for um like tunes that we did but we had a roadmap for the for the set list to where yeah. it was like yeah. yeah we're gonna just jam here and we, then we'll we go communicate into that other one. like mm-hmm. like that meant something or like you know kind of like this move over here yeah not like you know pull my ear up my nose like steal second you know you no know, sure yeah. sure sure but like yeah. we would have cues that would that we put into if this happens, that means this, or if he needs something, it's like, I need, I need you to fill it. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah. all right, I'll just fill in some time right here. He's got an electronic issue or he's mm-hmm. got something going on. And then he'll just do the, all right, cool. We're back into it. Let's take it from the top. One, two, three, four, go. Mm-hmm. And just, just go. And we got done. And the guy after us, um, they had like a little cajon and he had yeah. like an acoustic, the guy that got his acoustic and he can, and they're super nice. And he was just like, dude, how am I supposed to follow that? <laughs> i was like <laughs> no i mean seriously how, how like, is it's he? not a competition man we're yeah. cheering for you too i was like that's yeah. just kind of we just we just do our do, thing do what we, we just do, do what we do yeah. yeah oh man and that's what makes it fun no it is what yeah. makes it fun uh-huh. the um the the story kind of reminds me not to because there, there were there were planned um planned jams but uh, when the Chili Peppers were in town back in 2017, I wasn't at that show. Uh-huh. But the beautiful thing about that show is that they sold it afterwards. Like you could buy it. That's that particular concert online. Uh, so I bought it and I listened to it, and it's just fun to hear the different kind of jams mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that they're planned. Mm-hmm. You know, but like it's just they kind of. They go from one song into the jam, and it's just you know it's like a break for Anthony Kiedis, mm-hmm. yeah. and and the guys just do what they do, yeah, yeah. And there there's no like, no, oh, how am I supposed to follow that? But I mean, I I kind of get it at the same time. Yeah. That I mean, and I think it's interesting that there were some people clapping along because I've listened to you know the tracks that you have on Spotify, and you kind of. You don't have one particular genre. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, but you do have accessible music. Thank you. That I would say. Even though it's all yeah. instrumental, it is accessible. Yeah. Uh, it's not like the – and mind you, I say this as a person who is just – I love the band Rush. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely yeah. love the band Rush. But when they did an instrumental, that sucker was at least 10 minutes long. You know, yours are what I would call radio friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, they're not they're very like long. Under four minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, or not like a Joe Bonamassa yeah. uh, long solo or anything like that. It's just genuinely like it's a grooving tune. I think of like the machine. Mm-hmm. Um which is that's a what, good story on that one too. Uh, what's what's okay? So what's the story about with the machine? Uh, so the machine, um, which is a great song. Check it out, by the way. Spotify, Spotify, YouTube. check All it out. On Spotify. Services, yes, check it out on Spotify, and also check out the video on on uh, on YouTube. Check, look up Jeff Winchester drums when you do that. Good stuff. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I I I think of weird stuff because I just, mm-hmm. I'm wired that way. Um, so I had this you know little phrase lab and i'm recording stuff with it and i'm coming up with different sounds i was like okay i'm gonna start it here and i'll do this and like a little droney i want a drone sound like i want like a uh, an air raid sound or like a tornado siren uh-huh. but i want to slow that down it was like all these different sounds kind of going on it's like the guy at home is like i got this futuristic like matrix idea and he's just like okay instantaneous he's like right on <laughs> okay yeah, right on i was like right on and and the thing was is that i was messing around with this um 
uh, guitar pedal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also played guitar. Obviously, uh, on the machine, I played the guitar and the bass. Okay, um, very cool. And uh, but I was messing around with this like Tom Morello type of sound, mm-hmm. um, and so it was a whammy pedal, and it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a wah, but it was a whammy. And uh, uh, instead of doing it, you know, here you're doing it with your foot, and. I had been messing around with that about a couple days before that and uh, made my own sound on this, uh, uh, I think it's Boss. Um, But at any rate, he calls me up, tells me about this, and I'm like, oh, I've got the perfect sound for this this idea you have. Yeah, so we we go through some stuff, and then I'm I'm recording it. at the break room studios, which is uh, Brent's location. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. got all his own stuff. It's great. Um, and I was like, yeah, on, on this one here, I want to hear like, I'm thinking like a rock being thrown in a cave. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, that's, that's the sound I want to hear. Some wind being blown through this cave here. And, and I want to do like the old dial up. Yeah. I was noticing that. Yeah. And he's like, you just sit around and think this stuff up. I'm like, yeah, you don't. He's like, no, 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 I don't. And I'm like, well, I do. So I think that's I'm with fun. you. I would think of that. I would think. Of yeah. That, I was like, so. and I want to take it from like 50 BPM and I want to take it up to 160, but then we'll drop it down to the very end. I want to speed the whole thing up and take it up to 300 beats per minute. And Bill was like, you want to do what? He's like, yeah. I, I don't know if I can go that fast. And I was <laughs> like, no, no, no. I got it all. I got, it's all up here. I got it yep. figured out. So we get in the studio and mm-hmm. I'm like recording it. Cause there's just like this crazy drum fill, like solo esque portion. And Brent start in my defense. Brent started the, the yelling part here, and this is because this is where <laughs> yeah. it goes. This is where the crazy part goes. Tune in because it's <laughs> happening right now. So I'm doing this take after take. He's like, no, no, you got to do more. And I was like, man, he's kind of like it, kind of like frustrated. Like, no, no, no. He's like, just think like fast. And I'm like, that that doesn't tell me anything. Like, there's <laughs> no musical value or reference. You, you, I'm like, are you thinking 30 seconds, 64? He's like, just it's got to be fast. It, it just, you know, I'm gonna do more now and extend it out. And I'm like, take after take after take. And my hands are like, that might be the last take, my friend. <laughs> oh, so I'm no. like, I'm, I'm just like, I'm hurting. Yeah. So he's like, keep going, keep going. And I'm like, okay. Okay. So then it comes time for Bill and he's like recording the whole part. And then like the end of the track comes and it's just like, it's just chaos. So he's recording it. So I got to take out Brent's frustration. I got to take it on Bill. They're both in the room. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, and they're I'm all yelling at you going yes. faster, yeah. faster. Yeah. yeah. So he's sitting here playing and he's like, boy, and I'm like, they're don't, like don't stop. Don't you stop. Don't you. And he's like, Okay. <laughs> and it, meanwhile, the whole time I'm using that pedal that I was telling it's, you about. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. chasing and around like a laser beam with the cat because it's I'm I'm chasing it across the floor because it it's not <laughs> grippy. Yeah, and yeah. So, so I'm going like like that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The whole yeah. time going, and he's going, "Don't stop! Don't you get it? You, 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 blah blah blah. And you this and this." And he's sweating a boom. And I put my foot, and I was like, "Bam!" Stop the pedal, and he's just like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> and we get done, and Brent's like, "I think we got it." <laughs> like, that sounds yeah. good to me, man. Wow! And was, that's what you hear on the machine. That's the uh, the aggression. That's the stuff. Like, if it's really gritty. Like in the end, like yeah, that, that was the story behind. Like that's why that sound was captured that way. Song, was man. just oh man, that end mm. and the chaos and the bah, rah, 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 like all the yeah. chaotic stuff going on. It's just you could just feel that. Like 
Okay. And that was my favorite part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to play a couple of songs for us, the two of you. Uh, tell us a little bit about the song Memories, which is the first track that she'll be playing for yeah, us. Yeah, Memories. Um, so I, uh, I was up late kind of just going through some stuff. I wanted to write something for my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about stuff, and I was I was teaching pretty actively at that point in time. And I was working with an indoor percussion group, and we were coming up on the end of our season, and it starts to get a little bit emotional just because you're you're working so many hours with yeah. with these students. Mm-hmm. Um, and my daughter, um, that was her first year; she was part of that group. And it was always a, a tradition. Um, you know, I would see her before a show, and I we we'd hug it out, and um, we always checked in. Like I was always. Being the instructor, like she's there, like check in. It's cool, um, and I just got to thinking. I was like, I want to write something about from when my kids were born to where they are now. Yeah, and so I closed my and I thought of that. So like when I was writing it, that's what I was thinking was my kids and the steps and the walks and you know the the hospital visits and the you know, tumors being removed from their young body, like just oh, the wow. things that they've gone through. Yeah. And that, you know, my family's gone through like memories is that's, that's what memories was. Um, and then you get the, the bass stuff and then you get the, the keyboard thrown in. And that's why there's like the rain and the thunderstorm that's like mm-hmm. on the, on the recorded version. Um, and then like the artwork was actually, um, freehand drawn by one of my students. Oh, really? Um, and the, a parent caught a picture of my daughter was like, she had a really cool show. It was what we call a good run. Yeah. And um, I came up behind her and just, and I gave her a hug and someone caught a picture of that, Aww. gave it to that student. And then at the, at our banquet, he gave me, gave me that. And which, you know, I of course cried cause I'm an emotional guy. Yeah. And um, that became the artwork. So I asked, him, I was like, can I that use so that? Cool. Because that's what the, he didn't know the song. Yeah. It hadn't been out. So yeah. he was just like, yeah, absolutely. And that, uh, that became, that became memories. Wow, that is incredible. Well, we are going to take a break and we're going to listen to that track and more from Jeff and our guest. Uh, uh, wow, I just oh. completely banked, blanked. How terrible is that? <laughs> it's all Bill. good. This, we're going to listen to Bill. <laughs> Bill. We're going to listen to this track from our guest, Jeff and Bill. Um, and this segment is brought to you by Indianapolis Independent Entertainment, IIELLC, aims to help local DIY artists, freelancers, and businesses within Indianapolis by establishing a network of creatives who can connect with each other to generate more paying opportunities. Their goal is to eliminate some of the intimidating barriers within the entertainment industry and expand the local art and music scenes in Indianapolis. Interested individuals can learn more about IIE by visiting their website, www.indieindieent.com. That's I-N-D-Y-I-N-D-I-E-E-N-T.com and fill out a free application to discuss how you and IIE can redefine making it together. And we'll be right back.
one. This segment was brought to you by the Engine Room Recording Company, located in Broad Ripple Village, just north of downtown Indianapolis, and they specialize in making your projects go. Podcasters, bands, audiobookers, rappers, singers, songwriters, and everyone in between, the Engine Room Recording Company has the experience, the engineers, the equipment, and the environment to fuel your projects. Check out Broad Ripple's recording studio by visiting for more information on their services, artists they've recorded, and gear they have at EngineRoomRecordingCompany.com. And be sure to visit out, visit their Instagram page by searching up at Engine Room Recording Co. Welcome back. Welcome back to our guests. Man, you guys put on a show uh, during that segment. Thank and you. I want to welcome, again, Jeff Winchester, Bill Gregory. And these guys have done a tremendous job. Let's talk about that last last song that you guys did okay that isn't a song that you guys have released nor is it a song that is written specific sort sort of right the it was jam yeah yeah the the second half is kind of the road mapped uh thing that we call uh do not take internally and Mm -hmm. we had uh first played that at that uh show in clinton that we talked about oh very cool and uh yeah so we kind of had that in the hopper except for um what we did on the front half of that that was just a jam so that is yeah, so cool. just reading i remember we we started we started like that that last half um I, as a drummer all right so in drumland we, we always are like okay what's the drums gonna sound like and yeah um we don't ever stop and think like you know we should like not just stay in our lane, but we should go visit other lanes and figure out like, how do they write? Like, what are they playing? And, mm-hmm. um, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. I'm telling you right now, every great band always has a really solid drummer and a really solid bass player. And that's, that's fact that that's just how I, that's how I feel. You will not change my mind on that one, <laughs> but every great band always has a really solid drummer and solid drumming doesn't always mean play as many notes as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, so when we were writing that, initially i was like dude okay you play you're playing one and a two and a three and a four i was like okay so we got all right a bar here okay so there's eight eighth notes if i play two bars okay there's 16 eighth notes so if i i'm gonna do a bar of nine eight and i'm gonna do a bar of seven eight because nine and seven equals 16 and i was like that'll work and i'll do a five a seven and a four because five and seven is 12 out of four there's 16 so i was like i'm gonna math nerd the snot out of this and, <laughs> oh my word and we're doing it and i'm like this sucks yeah like this in my mind was like this would be so good and i was like yeah he is the person that needs to take the front on this one this well is, this i just is came up moment. with that yeah. melody uh of well that chord progression it yeah. just kind of came to me at uh uh one of the high schools that, that we were rehearsing at and it just came to me and it just made sense to to go that route mm-hmm. yeah so i was like i'm pulling that out like mm-hmm. i thought it would go this direction and that's that's the beauty of music like is trying like you don't yeah. know until you try it um so we always we always have these ideas where it's like let's try this or let's try that and if it works great and if it doesn't you have to be mature enough to be able to say yeah that doesn't work like i I'm, i thought it was gonna go this way that's on me um but you have to know when to do your job as a as a drummer as a percussionist but realistically as a musician knowing when to play less yeah and when to go i need to be two and four and i need to keep i need i refer to it as boom chick boom chick mm-hmm. i needed to boom chick on that one and mm-hmm. let him drive the bus 
on that and let's let me be a passenger yeah like i'll just i'll just hold this down over here i'll have a moment and i'll you know fill it and set it this part over here and then i'll uh-huh. add some some paprika into the mix and give it some flavor yeah um but that intro part is like it's just like again watching like we played enough times i know i think what's going on uh-huh. in that beautiful mind of his and then you can usually tell, like, he'll get, like, a little facial expression. It's like, oh, he's going to do something tasty right here. Yeah. Because I can see, like, that, those eyes, and he'll get this little <laughs> little smirk. Yeah. And I'm like, here it comes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to go with it, but um, that's so a it, lot of, that's it, how that whole thing worked. It's reading a lot of body language, it sounds like, from yeah. you guys. To, yeah. To know yeah. how to read each other and, and know when to come in and when to step back yeah yeah sometimes too it's a counting thing where uh uh if it's a cue to like end or go somewhere else mm-hmm. jeff will sometimes ah 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 yeah and, it's the me hit drum you know? yeah yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Dude, man look like ah, three four boom and like okay we're gonna turn it or we're gonna end it here yeah yeah uh or whatnot but oh yeah a lot of it's just it's the because the, the chemistry is there yeah um and you guys haven't played together for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And um, another thing, too, like when we went into that whole chomp, conk, 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 one of the biggest things, I mean, again, we went back, it's like, oh, I could rip a solo section around these chomp, two, three. I'm like, uh-huh. no, there's the beauty of this thing called a quarter note. Yeah. And no, the, the simplicity the of the simplicity song. The simplicity of yeah. a quarter note is beautiful, which mm-hmm. I know in some of your stuff, there was. Uh, I can't think of the track. It's the second track on your Spotify that it has a quarter note riff in there. It's a little quicker, but it's like, junk, gun, I junk, should gun, know this. One, two, three, four. I was like, man, that's the power of the quarter note right there. Like just <laughs> driving pocket. Like it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Well, it's beautiful. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. wish it was that. Maybe it's time. Was it? It wasn't wake up dead. It wasn't wake up dead, man. That's, well, no, that's the I would one go... he played me. And I like that. Yeah. One. And we well, played, thank you. I played yeah. the second one. Yeah. That's it. Like on the track. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of like a little Paramore vibe to it. Well, thank you. I'll take that. Yeah, it was I'll good. Def- it was know. really good stuff. No, yeah, he was like, man, you. it's kind of like, oh, what did you? It was like college rock, folk rock, yeah, rock, rock. Mm-hmm. It was like it was all kind of. It was all of my inspirations. I mean, if if we're being honest, like yeah. you know, so it's like I feel like when an artist puts out their first album, especially if they're older like me, mm-hmm. then it's just going to be one giant take of everybody who has ever influenced you yeah yeah and so there you will get rem which is your college rock mm-hmm. you'll get your foo fighters you'll get your rush you'll get your tom petty yeah you'll get some of the the folk music that i've liked yeah yeah and and it all kind of comes in together to form one album yeah yeah that doesn't sound anything alike you right. know yeah. but it but it works it flows yeah it totally does um you mentioned better than ezra i think yeah and Ooh, i'll take that too I yeah take and actually the one that was the big one that i mentioned was uh toad the wet oh, sprocket, yeah, toad ah! sprocket. Yeah, yeah. interesting you mentioned that because yeah. um i have a single that i am working on of a cover of their song fall down cool Nicely done. yes and it is uh I, I I can't say when it's going to be released because I'm honestly not sure yet, yeah. but it will be released. And it is a completely different take. Cool. Than than their original number. Cool. It's like done halftime. Yeah. Okay. And I was actually able to get the the their former drummer, I guess is now the case. Um so their their longtime band drummer retired because of back issues. 
And they had a touring drummer who had been touring with them for a number of years named Josh Dobbin. And he was actually a signee of my brother's nice. uh, with drum pickers. And um, so I got to know Josh a little bit. Saw him perform with Toad the Wet Sprocket a couple of years ago at the Vogue. And just I asked my brother who played drums on my first album. I said, would it be okay? Because I didn't want to insult him. Right. I was like, would it be okay if I asked Josh to play on my cover of Fall Down? He's like, oh, no, that'd be great. Just see if, you know, yeah, go ahead, ask him if he'll do it. And he did. He does such an amazing job to the point where he wrote back. He's like, I think I actually kind of like this version better. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. very cool. And he's no longer the touring drummer for Toad West Procket. No, but, yeah, but that's not why. That's not why. Uh, he just got a better gig with a, uh, with actually with a country band. Um, I, I did a stint in the country band. That's so, what, yeah. So that I heard about that. Tell <laughs> yeah. me about, I mean, we're talking a lot about Jeff's work here. Like, give me a little bit about your history. No offense, Jeff. No, none taken. Now, this is, this is a beautiful story. This, so, so, so tell me about your story. I just got to the point where I wasn't in a band and I was kind of, frustrated with not um um not getting paid very much i can understand that yeah so i was like i'm just gonna move to nashville and uh it was you know at that point it was like nashville or california Mm -hmm. and i went to nashville and within two years of being there i found a band and went on tour uh, about a year later. And, uh, so 2011 and 2012, we ended up touring the U S and, wow. uh, uh, and, um, uh, the band was, uh, called, uh, Curtis and Lucky mm-hmm. and you can actually find some stuff on YouTube still. Um, have you in the band? Yeah. Nice. And, uh, but, uh, we ended up opening up for little big town and that's a big Denver, deal. And we opened up for little, our, uh, big and rich in California. Wow. And, uh, Joe Nichols and Lone Star mm-hmm. in like Nevada. And so, yeah. That was That's that was incredible. kind of our claim to fame, and uh, we even had a, a a song in a movie called Unconditional, um, and it was called Honk of Your Country, <laughs> 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 and and I actually played the bass on it. Oh, really? Yeah, and so yeah, so that was well. Then uh, what brought you was, to Danville? Uh, that's where I grew up. Okay. Yeah, and so I I ended up moving back once the band uh, ran out of money because we were oh, an ind- okay. independent. Yeah, independent uh, uh, artists. Yeah, so, no, I I get it. Yeah. I get it. So so I moved back to Danville and then ended up getting back in touch with Jeff and and then you know we ended up uh, writing these songs, making beautiful music yeah. together. Yeah. He called like out of the blue because yeah. I, I knew he'd gone down, mm-hmm. and I was like. Bro, like, what's up? Like, how you been? He's just like, man. Oh, dude, I'm doing this country thing. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. You're like the lover of a lot of things. Could you just say country? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but, but okay. it is, it is funny because I grew up, you know, with my dad's. Um, uh, he was in the '80s, big into uh, country. So mm-hmm. anything from like Ronnie Millsap and Oak oh, yeah. Boys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I listened to that stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Charlie Daniels Band, and oh yeah. So all that different stuff, you know, I I always had a respect for it. So mm-hmm. and and liked a lot of it. So um, so it wasn't really as big of a stretch for me as I thought it would be. Sure, but that was yeah. fun. Like that, that phone call was like. 
where are you? He's like, dude, I think I'm in Washington. Maybe it's California. He's like, I have no idea. Like, this is great. This is what I'll, from like the word hello, all I hear was, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I know we haven't talked for a little bit, but we don't have to catch all of it in the first five minutes. Like, it was, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, and I'm sitting on these steps, like in the country. And I was just like, I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Because he did it. Like, he did it on his own and said, I'm going to go do this. This is what I want to do. And he, he did it. And I was like, man, not everybody. Like, I'm just, I was secretly just so proud. Yeah. And by the end of the phone call, I was like, Hey man, I love you. I miss you. I'm super proud. He's like, I love you too. I got to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Good talking to you. But so yeah, that was, that was cool stuff. That, that was is cool, stuff. cool. That is a great story, mm-hmm. man. I, what was it like being on the road like that? And, being able to open up for such big bands, uh, it it was a lot of fun, um, and uh, it it was it could have been crazier had I not ended up sobering up before that. Gotcha. I ended, yeah. I ended up uh, realizing I I needed to quit drinking, and and uh, so I had one month to sober up before going on the road. Oh wow! Yeah, that's and, a quick turnaround. Yeah, and so I ended up, you know, when I was on the road, I'd go to some meetings in different places yeah and uh uh so that's that was where that journey started um and you know it was a lot of sleeping in the van mm-hmm. and then time traveling to the next place yes <laughs> so <laughs> that's what i like to call it time yes, travel. Yes, yes. yes and uh um and yeah the the gigs were great you know some of them were um uh just bar gigs that that didn't have a lot of sure. um uh, a lot of turnout but then you had your 5000 seaters and and you know like little little big town was at a, a club called uh um the grizzly rose in denver mm-hmm. and uh that that held about 5000 people no way yeah so a bar hold 5000 yeah, yeah, people yeah it was huge wow yeah and then um I'm trying to think. the The other two were outdoor gigs uh, that I had mentioned. Um, um, Big and Rich was about nine thousand. Mm-hmm. So, and that was an outdoor gig. That's a, awesome at a county or state fair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so cool. Yeah, that that is a great story. Yeah, that's a great story. Well, I want to get back to real quick. What is it like to write music from the perspective of a drummer? Now, again, I, I know what it's like as a guitarist, you know, yeah. it, it, it to me, in my mind, it makes complete sense, but you know, you're, you're using an instrument that just, you know, it's like boom, bop, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, so like, so how, how do you go, go about like forming these things together? Is this, is this something where you work together in, in coming up with the songs or is it all from like coming up here and you know what you hear bass wise, you know what you hear guitar wise? Yeah. Um, so I don't, I, I don't play guitar. I play a mean air guitar. Like I can, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do it all day long. Like, oh man, that was killer right there. Right. Thank See, you. No we, got, we got a bonus performance. I think I'm done here. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, no, I had a, we had started like writing stuff and, I would have ideas and I can't sit there and be like, okay, take the sharp here and diminish it to the third or take it to the nine, like whatever. Um, but I would have like, okay, tonally I'm hearing this, like, and he would like translate that into, okay, into this here. Like it was like what most people call like gibberish. But like that was how I would write stuff. Um, is like, I'm hearing this here. 
And then like when you would put people in a room, because I do have, I do, I have a, I have a jazz background. Yeah. I have a drum corps background. So I concert band, wind ensembles, full orchestras. Um, so I hear a lot of those elements inside of music. Uh-huh. I just can't tell you it's this here or this here or, or this slide position or yeah, whatever it yeah, might yeah. be. Um, but I know what I hear and I'm able, thankfully, because they tolerate me, um, I'm able to explain in my mind, I'm hearing this, or if we chunk this down, or what if you did a bass slide going into, I appreciate that so much because working with Jeff is the first drummer that's actually been able to communicate melodically. Mm. you know yeah 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 and so it's it, it gives me ideas um oh, very cool yeah so, uh, you guys are really kind of fueling each other yeah yeah like you come absolutely. you come in with the germ of the idea that has some sort of body to it that you know what you're going for yeah but you're able to explain it in a way that a musician understands yeah mm-hmm. and there's absolutely like from a uh, a rhythmic standpoint like our job like as we're playing is you know you guys have like bridges of verse chorus and you know we'll do this over here and um our job is to number one keep time uh-huh. number one always keep time um number two write and play and perform for the song uh-huh. don't uh-huh. just stick your chop in for chop sakes and so that's a very drummer-esque way of looking at things yeah and not a musical way of looking at things don't get me wrong i love i love chops but yeah. i don't ever sit down and chop just for chop sakes because I mean, when people be like holy chops look at those chops that's some amazing chops it's like yeah no i want someone to be like that was cool like i felt that i vibed off like the vibe is like the main thing when you start seeing people's heads going up and down, like see he's doing it right now he's doing it right. it's like it's just mm-hmm. it's infectious like yeah it's just part of it and that's a lot of the writing that i look at is what's going to be most best represented inside of that song and if it's one of those, let's open it up here. Okay, why don't you stick a fill in here? Let's do this over here. Uh-huh. Like that type of stuff. But um, I always try to look at it, again, from the rhythmical value. And is there some stuff that can be done inside that? Like we write and perform some complex stuff. Um, I'd so, say so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and a lot just, of it's just, just minor. Complex, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit complex. Um, but some of that's just like let's double time this here. You guys keep the four going, and then I'll I'll do the double time on that, and then I'll pick up the the e's and the uhs and and whatnot. And it's just again, we we always refer to it as flavoring, seasoning, paprika, salt, some yeah. pepper. Like who's putting the paprika in on this part over here? Yeah, and I think mean, that's the way we write with each other. That's the way we write with uh, blue new stuff. That's the way we've always written. Mm-hmm. Is okay. This is your thing here. This is your thing here. And then I'm just, what do you mean? What do you need from me? Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's a brotherhood and it's a bond, but you have to enjoy what you're doing. Cause oh, if yeah. you don't enjoy what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that goes for pretty much anything in life. I agree. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that answered. No, it does. Uh, mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. It does. There's a lot of very drummer esque things, like well, uh, again, like Instagram. But there's still some the, melodic stuff going on. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I could sit down and be like, yeah, I'll just do some whatever here, whatever here, and then put it up there, and people well, be like, oh, that's so good. But mm-hmm. in, in all actuality, like there are certain things, like you see the Insta drummers, like oh yeah, my God, they lit it. Did you see their their molar technique? Oh, their molar. Did you see how they like, again? Musicians don't think that way. Drummers do. Yeah. And did you see they set the drums on fire? Like, oh my God, I love that. Like, yeah. 
That's he, gonna he get did you. That, by I the did way. that, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for real. Not so chic anymore. I would never do that again. But oh wow! Back in the early twenties, you know, you're like, "This is a great idea. Let's put some, let's put some lighter fluid on and put it on fire <laughs> inside a bar." Man, what a what a novel that, idea. That band disposed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. quickly disposed of that it. concept. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, wow. Yeah, uh, we do a lot of writing, and, and there's um, we wrote stuff where it's like, okay, I hear a brake drum, and I hear this random metal piece. I'll hit it with a wrench, and uh-huh. give me a wooden box, and let's break a bunch of light bulbs and glass. So I got some chains, and here's the sound that we're going for. Like uh-huh. a lot of it's also very percussive oriented. Of I'm hearing these percussion elements, and we need a gong, we need some triangle. Like believe it or not, the triangle is actually pretty cool. Um, I know it is, but just different. How many sounds? I like to paint in 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 reds and purples and you know greens and orange i don't like just to play in just paint just black and white mm-hmm. so i try to get out of that box and just think again of from if i were listening to like what would i want to hear mm-hmm. and if it's just straight ahead stuff i'd want to hear straight ahead music yeah but, well and speaking of painting in different um colors i would say you did that on a hero um and uh um Hero was one where we were able to actually get outside of the regular 4-4 straight ahead. Mm-hmm. And that was, he was taking a lesson on, uh, uh, what, 5 eighths. I was taking a lesson on, on 5 lits from yeah. Annika Niles. Okay. Um, who, if you haven't checked her out, she's crazy good. Like, it's like jazz fusion rock funk. She's like next level. She's insane. Wow. Um uh her one of her biggest influence was uh, uh picaro like oh yeah yeah yeah, love, yeah, yeah. just always she always talks about him um but i was taking a virtual lesson with her mm-hmm. and she's like what do you need to work on i was like i'm fine on five eight it's five lits and the five lit application of playing five notes per quarter note inside this on the drum set and moving it around i can play it in this here in the beat but how do you move it around because i would study i was like how does she do that so fluidly and just effortlessly like she was just so good five sevens and nines inside of a quarter note yeah and she was like explaining it and breaking it down so i was like i need to nerd how to how to play five lits around things yeah because you know even at you know the spring chicken age that i am of course we're all spring chickens um, <laughs> of course we are i'm still a student a student of the game yeah. like i i'm always trying to learn something uh-huh. so i brought okay let's do some let's do some five eight here and then we'll do some six eight and mix it in. So I, was, I want to do like a grouping of 11, but I was like, let's just break it down in five and a six because five, six, there's your 11. Yes, there's your 11. And so he talked about this part here. And then again, going back to the power of technology, uh, because he still had this, the slider rocket phone. At, at <laughs> yes, time, yes, yes, yes. With his 15 minutes of connection charge. So, um, he would play stuff. We wrote over the phone. And when people were like, oh, did you like, you know, did you do it via, you know, Zoom or what, like Google mm-hmm. Meet? Like, no, like we wrote it over the phone. We nineteen eighty, you know, eighty four. That like, yeah, we went back to the stone age of of our youth, and that's how we wrote it. Mm-hmm. And he came up. He's like, "Well, I got this idea," and so he's playing this. Yeah, because I had heard that he had done, you know, that five lit study. So for whatever reason, I thought of a thing in five eight, and I was like, "I have something." So I played it for him, and he was like, "Okay, record that." So that's what I did. And- yeah, so he recorded yeah. on his wife's iPhone because yeah, I was yes. like, yeah. hey, man, we're still in that post-pandemic thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the studio was like, you know, if you guys want to come, that's fine, but I prefer one at a time. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. we're trying to be cautionary. You know, everyone's got families. Um, and so he recorded. I was like, just record your part 
to a click track uh-huh. on your wife's phone. Have her send it over to me. So she sent it via like Facebook Messenger. Yeah. I was like, I'll take that into the studio and record the live drums to a click track on an iPhone. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. Off and Facebook then, Messenger. Then I went back and I actually recorded like umpteen guitar parts. I played a classical guitar and I played a uh, acoustic guitar. Oh my. And then uh, I played an acoustic bass. Uh, I've got a Boulder Creek acoustic five string, um, acoustic electric. And oh, uh, wow. so I put that on top and then uh, uh, that was all done. And then we had gotten in touch with, uh, you got in touch with Chad then. Yeah, yeah. We got in touch with Chad and Matt, the guys that were indisposed years ago. Yeah. And we reconnected with them and Chad actually ended up playing, um, keyboard and electric guitar on, oh, so cool on that yeah. track and then um uh we then thought okay what about if we put a vocal of some sort and, and he had known this um kind of operatic singer summer watson and uh she's out in Col- california and she bounced us the tracks yeah we found uh-huh. stems over to a guy named taraz uh-huh. uh, who she writes with uh, who's he's from the Ukraine, and so it was like she did this, and then she recorded that part, and then she, they sent the stems back over, and then we added in uh, all the orchestral percussion, which is like the wind chimes, the triangles, there's yeah. gongs, the cymbal mm-hmm. rolls, and various you know odd noisemakers, um, just into that, and it was we link back, and I, I would get like the Facebook memory, and it's like holy crap, dude, we we wrote this thing over the telephone and <laughs> on your wife's iPhone to yep. the click track, and it's a it's a very it's a powerful that's a, tune. That's a great story. Yeah. To, I mean, I feel like you you should put that on your channel. It's just like, you know, somehow get with someone who can, like, animate this whole story of how this thing, you know, came to be. Yeah. Um, we knew what we wanted. We knew how we wanted it. And it was just a matter of getting everybody to, you know, go yeah. get, okay, who can do this the best and and bring something to the table. So that was, and we, we, it did really well. I mean, it's, it's still doing well. She's, uh, she's big in Turkey. And that's so like the song did really well in Turkey. I know you had one that went over well in Finland. In Finland. Yeah. yeah. Wake up dead man was the one that went over. Okay. Well oh, okay. In yeah. Cool. Understandably why yeah. it's a good tune. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It is. Um, you. yeah, that's how that's, that was the whole summer thing. And, uh, I got a phone call from her and she was just like, this is just absolutely amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> I just listen to you talk all day. Like this is great. You know? So oh, man. that's that, fun stuff. That is fun. But stuff. yeah, that's how we write. It, it just varies from, yeah. from song idea to song idea. That is so, so cool. I mean, I was trying to come up with something better than that, but honestly it is, it's just very cool. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. So we've kind of come to the end of the show, but yeah. I, have have we missed anything? I want to make sure that we 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 get everything here. Uh, no, we've got uh, we got a show um, yeah. on July fourth down at the Linton Freedom Festival. Okay, um, which is July fourth. Uh, we're eight fifteen to ten fifteen, so we're the headliners at the at the band show that they've got. So which is wow, which and is instrumentalists cool. are, are well, yeah. we're bringing we'll everybody be, that we oh really yeah, we're yeah. Gonna, oh we're gonna share the stage with sweet with Brent and yeah yeah I, sweet I got a hold of them and they were just like uh yeah here's the time I was just like that's 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 a blistering two hour set yeah no, it is. instrumental I'm like yeah right we're gonna have to figure this one out so I talked I talked to everybody I was like here I got an idea like 
what if we did, you know, Blame Records, because that's who we're with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Brent and JB Soul and the Blue News. And then we've got, uh, there's a new group called the Showbiz Kids, mm-hmm. uh, which does a lot of, a lot of just various covers. Like, if we, let's do an hour and a half to hour 45, and like, let's do Chunk It Out, and Blame Records presents Showbiz Kids, JB Soul and the Blue News, and Jeff Winchester Band. And we decided to put it that way. And I'm like, that's an experience. We're going to check all the boxes. Like yeah. everybody gets a little something. That's um, that's great. And it's a huge, huge festival down there. Like just the parade itself, which I was like, why am I talking about parades? I'm like, oh, because I'm in my early 40s and that's what you do. But <laughs> they bring 40,000 people to this little t- – Right? In yes. Linton? In Linton. Yes. And I, yep. I didn't believe it. The lady told me. I was like, uh-uh. And I Googled it and I was like, holy crap. It brings And then he 40, sent me 000. the link that he found on Google. I was like, dude, yeah. if we get 1% of these people to show up, that's right? a great draw. That's I'm a like, fantastic draw. I was like, yeah. what tremendous opportunity. Like, so Wow. Yeah, so we're um that's the the next show coming up. Um it's hard for us to book because we're we're such a niche yeah thing. Um but we're comfortable in our own skin to know yeah, if if you're looking for top 40, that's not us. If you're looking for this, it's got to be this. That's not us. We're not your mm. we're not your group. But if you're looking for something to fill in this and go what was that? That yeah. we can do that. Yeah. We can do now, that. I, and, and people really should be checking you guys out because your music is accessible, very accessible, and very thank good. You. appreciate it. I really thank do you. enjoy it. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you, Jeff Winchester. Thank you, Bill Gregory, uh, for being a part of my show this week. Uh, next week, we will have Sounds of Shire, Terry Crony. Uh, looking forward to that. Should be, again, doing something different. Yeah, man. And uh, looking to be stretched. So uh, join us again next week. And we'll be back. Bye. Dude, that was awesome. Thank you.